spine and sprocket. We shall seize the bridges, it's all a question of bridges, with thunderclap surprise. I love the smell of my pub in the morning. It smells like... The happiest day of my life to see you here safely amongst us but there are a few things you must learn about living here when you are rested and settled you will be assigned work duties everyone will work there are no exceptions we will help supply our russian partisan comrades we will mend clothes we will repair weapons women will learn to shoot and they will fight alongside men. Pregnancies are forbidden. We cannot accommodate an infant's needs here. Today, we will start rebuilding the lives you have all lost. This is the one place in all of Belarusia where a Jew can be free. welcome you into our community. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Spy and Sprocket. We have been on vacation, so to speak. Yeah, in a manner of speaking. And so far <laughs> that we haven't been recording lately. <laughs> But it has been summer. We've been busy doing other things. So here's another. Here's the next show. Yes, we have. You know what I don't like? What, sir? Uh, now that we we've just broached the subject, is uh-huh. when people come on to their podcasts, or mm. most of the time when I see it is on a blog post. Oh, gee, sorry, I haven't written, you know, for the last couple of months. <laughs> Life life is getting in the way and stuff like that. And I'm like... Because probably no one noticed. Yeah, nobody noticed. You're not that important. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> and it's, you know... I, I, I remember somebody, somebody we know who wrote, gee, sorry I haven't written in a while, and I, I promise I'm going to do more coming up, so it's going to be really good. I'm going to really bang out some stuff. That was the last thing he ever and then, posted. And then don't make promises also. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> that you're going to increase. So so I apologize for apologizing, Jeff. I yeah, good. You know. That's I think that's that's the better way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I was trying to say is uh, that we are continuing with the podcast. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah, we took a break and talked over some ideas. and But tonight it's just Jeff and I. Yes. No guests. Yes, but there will be guests again. Yes, guests are coming. Just in case anyone gets bored with just yeah. you and I. 
This is like uh, there's a word for this in Hollywood where you when a show is on a budget, which they're all on a budget, but they'll do it a particularly low budget show where they use only the core actors. They don't have any guest stars and they film everything like on standing sets. So people aren't, they don't, it's all the sets that are normally there. They don't have to build anything. You know, they used to do it They don't go on location. Right. And the extras don't have lines, so they don't have to pay them for speaking roles. Yep. They kind of grunt or something. Yeah. You can, I've noticed it uh, in episodes of Star Trek, the original series. And it's kind of, you know, it's like, where is everybody? But they're also really good shows. I mean, if there's a good plot, it doesn't matter. But anyway, we're doing one of those. That's we're, correct. Because normally we pay our guests <laughs> just <laughs> huge. And they stay at the Continental Plaza Hotel, and we put them up in the, the presidential suite and all that. We fly them in from all over the world. And, and yes, I'm lying indeed. about all of that because it's free to lie. It is, and you won't get caught. Nobody fact checks yeah. anything today. Yeah, no, no, they don't. <laughs> Let's not get into that. I was um, <laughs> listening to the Fear the Boot guys, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't talked about on Spine and Sprocket. I've talked about it on Half Squads. Yeah, that's a show. podcast about role playing games. Yeah, all kinds. And uh, they were talking about starting a YouTube presence and one one guy and. They were talking about how they hate it. Everyone starts off when they do a YouTube, you know, segment. And they say, "Well, hey guys, you know, I, I just happened to was playing this game, and then I encountered this problem, and I was wondering if maybe you also would encounter this problem." And so, you know, and he said, yeah, "Everybody says, hey guys, uh, you know, yeah, that's a greeting." And then they go into a long exposition about what they're going to now show us. Yes. And how they came upon it and right. wondered if you were having this problem. And so, is that, is that what I'm doing now? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I guess you are, yeah. So, you don't like that, though. I don't either. I, I want them to just get to it. Just tell me what you're going to tell me. And get to the point. Because everybody's busy, and I, I, I will watch your stuff. But if you're going to talk for 10 minutes about something that's a 30-second thing, I, I'm not going to do it. Not when you're going for knowledge. Yeah. If you're going for entertainment. Well, that's like different. I'm sure people are doing with our show. Going for entertainment. And yes. this part is really entertaining. Then it's, then it's they like to listen. Yeah. I deem this. To I'm going to mark this right about. here on the script. Entertaining banter. This is what everybody loves anyway. That's they what they like. Stuff. They want content. And what is our content tonight? Well, tonight we are going to talk about the movie Defiance. Yes, and I don't think we're going to have a book that goes with it. No. Because Spine and Sprocket, we've realized we can do some book and movie versions of the same thing. Yes. How cool would that be? Probably someone else is out there doing that, but but also... But ours is better. We don't want to lock into that. Right. Right. Yeah. So tonight, we're just... We're mixing it up. Movie Our audience is going to be like all discombobulated No matching segments on a partisan book. No. Although I did, we did have one we were going to do. May as well just talk, cover that now, huh? Yeah. And Jeff grabbed just a bunch of titles and said, "Check these out, see if we want to do one of these." And then I went in knowing Jeff didn't want to have too long of a book at this time with summer. And well, it annoys me that people write five hundred page books. Stop that, people! All of you people, <laughs> if you can't say it, 
in uh, 250 words. Right. Don't say it at it's all. Like a t- it's like a 15-minute YouTube video <laughs> when you, it really needs to be three minutes. <laughs> so so I went ahead and ordered this book on, where did I get that from, Amazon? Probably. And the thing is, like, poor, poorly, I think they just print them when you order it. Yeah. Or something. I mean, this was a little pamphlet, almost. It wasn't mimeographed, was it? It, it wasn't like that. No. It was more the, like a book. The typing, yeah, it was bound. like. Yeah. But it was a big pamphlet. And the, the editing was horrible. Yeah. And, there, and things were like offset. Oh, boy. Like, I don't know what offset printing is, but, you know, it was like, uh, why is that indented in the middle of the thing? That shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. Like, did they forget to put a picture in on this page? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I read the whole thing, dutifully made some notes, and... You're a good egg about that. <laughs> I do, typically am okay on that. Yeah. You can kind of trust me to actually do the thing I'm supposed you, to do. You do it. Mostly. When Dave gets something on the list, he can't go back. What? what? I kind of can't, can't, can't quit. You can't quit and you can't go backwards. and No. You only go forward. Yes. And you check things off the list. T- yes, typically. Yeah. So when I get into a, something that's big, I kind of got to push and push and get through it. Yeah. Um, but... I'll bet on your will, it says, once, after you're done burying me, check this off the list. And that's the like that's like the last then, thing on the list. Then my life will be complete. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, bad, bad book. I mean, it was an informative pamphlet history of the partisan movements in Germany or in uh, France, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I learned some stuff. Yeah. But I was kind of appalled that they couldn't get it produced better. Yeah. So. Well. I was surprised. I forgot this world of self-publication or whatever's going on. Well, and it was priced pretty uh, accordingly, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty it was f- inexpensive. Yeah. Five bucks or something? Yeah. So I guess, you know, people are listening to a show that like history, you know, or like World War II. Yeah, there's some rival partisan groups. I learned that. I knew there were different ones. I didn't quite know they were sometimes rivals. Really? And... um I noted, made some notations about the historical people, like what Churchill thought or Truman or, you know, like yeah. that, about giving them support or not giving them support and so on. Did you bring any of your notes? So you could... No, I did not. Okay. Because then I talked to Jeff and yeah. Mike. Yeah. Right? And I was kind of like, uh, is this worth our time yeah. on this thing? How did we pick this? So, yeah. That's the background on the book portion of so, Spine and Sprocket <laughs> tonight. So, the book that was not read. And we don't recommend. And would not recommend yeah. at all. Thumbs I didn't read down. It. I didn't even read it. But the film Defiance. Yes. Which came out in 2008. This is a film by uh, directed by uh, Edward Zwick and starring Daniel Craig and Lee Schreiber. Oh, yeah. It was Daniel Craig. Along with a lot, of, a lot of other people that you'll think, I know that person. And then you can look them up on IMDb because a lot of uh, familiar faces are in this movie. And this is, I think this was kind of a, kind of almost like an independent film project that Edward Zwick uh, got on, somebody gave him the, the obituary for the, the older Belsky, Tuvia Belsky oh. brother. And uh, he thought the story was interesting and gathered some money because the budget was fairly low on this, $32 million according to IMDb, which is peanuts. We spend more than that on this show. Yeah, tonight's episode is expensive. <laughs> really? This tea from Burger King. Yeah. 
that's a good two buck tea right there. Yeah, it's about two fifty yeah. actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. So it wasn't like a script floating around Hollywood. I don't think so. No, no, because Edward Zwick uh, is the screenplay writer along with uh, Clayton Froman, who I'm not familiar with. No. Uh, He doesn't come to my parties. (laughs) So, (laughs) but, and and, you know, I I guess in 2008, we would expect a movie probably like this to be 50 million, 80 million. Something like that, but thirty-two million in this day and age is not that much. It's considered kind of a low-budget, independent yeah. type film. Even though you're right, watching the film, I, I didn't. I never really got that feeling. Like, wow, this is this is cheaply done. No, like like tonight, for instance, I was watching with my wife, who likes to watch NCIS. There was uh, several of the scenes take place in the winter. NCIS. Yeah, NCIS. It's a TV show. Is that its name or its abbreviation? It's well, No, it's called NCIS. Or is that a word I don't know? It's Naval NCIS. Criminal Intelligence Service. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been a, it's the most popular show on television. I did Dave. not know that. Yeah. Dave Dave doesn't want a lot, watch a lot of television. I would I think it's safe to say. Correct. Anyway, they film it all in Hollywood. You can tell a lot of times they'll the camera will move a little bit and you can see the Hollywood Hills in the background. But they're supposed to be in Washington, but they're obviously not. Anyway, this particular... Do you see the sign that says No, Hollywood? you don't see the sign, but you can see the, the mountains uh, that uh, that are in the beginning of MASH with the helicopters flying over. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are... Very famous mountains. Very famous They mountains. were also in the Planet of the Apes TV series. Yeah. Those mountains. Yeah. A lot of the apes were running up and down them. And the rocks. There are rock formations that are popular spots for Universal Pictures things and backlot... Uh, a lot of the streets and stuff, very familiar. Anyway, this, ep- this <laughs> we, particular, we, digress. we digress. This particular episode took place in the winter. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they, you know, just went up in the mountains. Well, no, you could, if you pay attention, you can kind of tell that the snow, little snow piles on the ground are just white rags. You think so, really? Absolutely sure of it. I've noticed it before. Yeah. You're not supposed to be looking at stuff like that, but you can tell it's just they, they'll drape a white rag, and it looks pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah, from a distance, it's not just somebody's underwear or t-shirts or a, you know an old <laughs> towel. They they form it to kind of look like snow, but um, so they didn't do that in this movie. It'd be better if they like ran it through a paper shredder and chopped up in little little pieces. Yeah, then it's hard to clean up. Oh yeah, this you just drop. We need snow. Come and drop 20 of these rags around, hang one from a tree. Pick them up. And you're done. Yeah, pick them up when you're done and everybody goes home. No, clean up. Anyway, you didn't, until I just told you, you didn't get a sense that this film was low no, budget. No, not really. Yeah. No. I didn't either. Um, It was one I, I had wanted watching. to see when it came out, of course. Jeff and I are World War II buffs. You yeah. probably gathered as half our topics are on that, or films. and Yeah. Um. I like to mix it up with more recent films and older classics that we love. And yeah. So, yeah, so Defiance. Got it and watched it. And typically we'll open with talking about the uh, storyline as it goes. Mm-hmm. I do have some what's up with that's oh, favorite yeah. quotes. <laughs> oh, good. And a little battle scenes. Should mm-hmm. I just jump to battle scenes right now? Oh, maybe we should do like an overview of what the film is about. Yeah. Opens with... Um, Grainy historical footage. Now, I like always like the way credits are done. Yeah, and I I liked this because I hadn't seen a lot of these before. Did you? And yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah, it had grainy historical footage, mm-hmm. and then it of of course Germans and war and stuff, and then it it 
went to filmed footage of, was it, I forget who it was, but they had filmed the film, the movie they were making, Defiance, and made it look grainy. Yes. And old, to match right. the old footage. So it, that was a nice transition yeah. to start the film. Yeah. So you're watching this grainy footage, and then it goes to the real actors, and then it, they go to color, and then you're like, oh, wait, this is the film. Right. It was nice. Yeah. Very creative. Yeah, Very I like that. Very creative. And it ta- this takes place in, at the time, which, what was known as Belorussia, and the year was 1940. And the circumstance was as the... Below Russia? Or above? I've, been, I've never been to be- below Russia. <laughs> I've been to above Russia. You bet you, have you been above? <laughs> Indochina. Yeah, no, this Outdoor is below. Below Russia. Yeah. yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I do not know. Okay. <laughs> well, you can quote... You can quote us on this much. We do not know. Don't tell the listeners yeah. I'm a social studies yeah. teacher. Yeah. And the circumstance was that Germans were in, had invaded, mm-hmm. and there was a group, uh, there was a town, small town, and a group of uh, Jewish people living in the town who were being persecuted, and they decided to get together and fight back a little bit and sneak off rather than just go off. And, and be taken to the ghettos or or wherever, or be let themselves be killed. They snuck off into the woods, and this is their story of their survival for a couple of years. Yes, they indeed, did. they form a partisan band. Yeah. In effect, uh, partisans are, of course, non-official combatants. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, it opened with, an, with a man and a teenager, and they snuck back to their house. In the city, in the town, right when it opened, they were a uh, boy was under the floorboards. They took their scriptures off their doorposts, like you know how the Jews post right on the doorposts. The, that's called a mezuzah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a that's a Jewish thing. And neither Dave nor I are Jewish, so we don't know, we don't no. really know any of these traditions, and we're probably going to mispronounce. Well, but I, them, I but. yes, yes. So forgive us, but um, <laughs> yeah, I do know the. The verse in the Bible talks about, like, uh, they will write it on their foreheads, and they will have it on their doorposts. There's a verse about, like, that the scripture becomes that sacred. Mm, okay. So. Yeah. And that, so they literally did that. And then they head into the woods, right? And that was the... And this was uh, Daniel Craig, his brother, played by Lee Schreiber. Was he the older brother to come up next? Was yes. The... And then the younger <clears throat> brother was... Uh... Jamie Bell played him. Uh, um, Asael was the oh. younger of the three. Yes. And they're the Bielskis. Yes. And they took off into the woods. And meet other hiding Jews. Right. And there was a local Polish cop had killed his parents, and he takes revenge on the family of the cop. That was part of the storyline. Yeah, I actually don't remember that part. Yeah, he killed him. It was pretty graphic. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, there was, obviously this is a, a horrible piece of history. And I thought that the the amount of violence in it was appropriate. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, um, what's the word I'm looking gratuitous for? Gratuitous in any way. Right. No, it seemed to fit the story really well, and you uh, and you feel like a lot of what is going on is justice justified, and I think we're asked a lot of times in the movie, as you might imagine, 
is this justified and how how would we how would you the the viewer handle this particular moral situation and as we often have to think about that when we're talking about war but this it's a lot more personal at this level yes because you're trying to stay hidden and yeah. not be seen so wasn't there a farmer moving along the road later in the film and they killed him because they didn't want him to reveal well they discussed that there was one point where uh, a farmer was there was a milkman going along and they needed milk for their for the group that they right, had hiding that in was the it. woods mm-hmm. and there they had there was some discussion as to whether or not they should allow the guy to to go on but uh uh Tuvia and he was taking his milk to the Germans cuz they yes, were demanding it yeah right Tuvia who was the who was Daniel Craig the older brother who had kind of made himself the leader of the group I think because he was the older older brother and by now they had had about there were Forty or so. Yeah, the group is growing as yeah. they're, they're gathering up more and more escaped Jews or hiding Jews. Right. And um, so he's um, Tuvia's sort of taken over, but his his younger brother, uh, Zush, Zush. Yeah. Is he the firebrand? Yes. Yeah. That's Lee Schreiber's part. Yeah, they they kind of come to loggerheads at a, on occasion. There's a word you don't use probably every day. Loggerheads. No. Copperheads. You could start. You, know, you could start using that. Yeah. So that's right. He and that, that farmer then brought the 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 Germans back when they attacked the camp in the woods, and so the partisans had to flee again. So that right. was lay, uh, laying out the moral dilemma. Maybe we should have killed them, or yeah, they and, didn't really kill him. Right? They stole his milk. Tuvia's thought was, we can hide in the woods, and we don't have to kill people. We we want to get away from the war. We'll defend ourselves, but we don't want to bring. We don't want to kill. Yeah. Are we a rescue group or are we a fighting group? Right. And he wanted to be a rescue group and just find a way to survive. But his brother was more of the mind that, you know, we we need to fight for our survival and we need to do the things that need to be done. And this milkman scene really brought that, the importance of that to the group because Zeus wanted to kill the milkman but didn't. Because yes, he was following right. two of his orders, and so they let him go. But then later on, he led the Germans back to their camp, and they had to abandon their camp. There was a battle. A battle ensued. The Jews killed four or five of these uh, German soldiers. They weren't Germans, though. They were like the police force, weren't they? They they were wearing yeah. Uh, there was local police groups yeah. that were cooperating with the Nazi group. Well, with right. the German army yeah, and um, yeah. And then there was this band of Russian partisans that came in and out right. of their area. Yeah. And then Zeus wanted to join up more with them. Did he le- Oh, he eventually left, but yeah. They got r- refugees from the Warsaw Ghetto. Did they go to the ghetto? They went and to then, the ghetto. And it helped them escape right now. That didn't seem as believable to me. Yeah. Yeah, they... Um, <clears throat> right, the brothers meet the, the Russian partisans, which are called the o- October... Otriad. I guess I'm not sure what this word. I should have looked up the word Otriad because the Belsky group was called the Belsky Otriad. Maybe you could look that up, Dave. I'll give it a shot. So they meet these Russian partisans, and uh, the younger brother Zush decides to join them because he wants to go and fight. He doesn't want to just be passively hiding in the woods, and so he and a few of the other guys go with this group. And you kind of, 
you, you definitely feel the pain of that separation now that they're gone from the uh, from Tuvia and his group. But Zush figures it's better to go out and fight. And with this partisan group, he says, you know, he's, he's talking to the leader of the partisans, and the leader says, look, the motherland doesn't distinguish between Jews and non-Jews. So I think in a way, Zush is thinking, when I go with this group, I'm going to be an equal. We're working together to fight a common enemy, and they're going to treat me as an equal. And that was really interesting, because it turns out he wasn't treated as an equal, mm-hmm. even, even amongst the partisans. Right. These Jewish members were, were, um, yeah, looked down upon. A looked bit, down yeah. upon, and what's the word I'm looking for? Dis. We're gonna have to edit this part. Distrusted, not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I'll go to Otriad. Yeah. What does that mean? What is uh, Russian military term, um, also spelled O T R Y A D. It doesn't have to do with try ad like uh, three. Uh, detachment of workers, soldiers, support staff, etc., a team of workers. Uh, earliest use found in the Yorkshire Post from Russian Otriad, also uh, military detachment. So that's okay. where they are, Otriads. All right. So with his brother gone, uh, Tuvia is uh, still taking more people in. And there's a little concern because the group is growing. They're not figure, they, they can't really figure out how to feed them all, but Tuvia's of a mind that we'll just figure it out some way, and he's more interested in just helping people. Yeah, saving people. And so that's when he decides to go to the ghetto. He hears that the, the ghetto, uh, somebody comes in and, who escaped from the ghetto and said they're going to be closing out the ghetto and killing everybody. So Tuvia figures, I'm going to go to the ghetto and see who wants to come out. So he goes, and he meets with the ghetto elder. That's right. Which was a pretty pretty strong scene. Yeah. A lot of great character actors in this. I thought so, too. Great accents, you know, really brings a lot of the the feel. Yeah, yeah. I noted that uh, the, this begging Polish cop was really good when he got killed. This was the revenge he took out on the, the local cop that hurt his family. Right. Uh and he killed him in front of his that guy's family too. Yeah, that was kind of horrendous. Yeah, but um, and uh, the brother when he discovers his wife and child were killed, they had really good acting, and of course, and I thought I noted I thought everyone was very good. Yeah, the acting was was really first rate throughout. I, f- I feel like Daniel Craig. If I have to get nitpicky, and I feel bad getting nitpicky yeah, about a ahead. film like this, but uh, he I, I do feel like his accent slipped on occasion. Oh, okay, I did not notice that, but. But since he and I are such good friends, uh, I would never say that to his face. And I doubt he's going to listen to this podcast. Because he doesn't listen to podcasts. He watches NCIS. So he's, he doesn't have time to listen to podcasts. And then there was the scene in the wedding. Is that coming up soon after that? Yeah. Wedding well, in the woods? Yeah. The, um, at this point, the, yeah, there's the first snow comes along. And we see there's a wedding where the younger, the youngest brother, a sale, marries a girl. That's in the group, and they had this nice scene. At the same time, they show his brother Zush fighting with the partisan group, killing Germans. So they had this oh, yeah. nice inter- editing, intercutting. intercutting, of this beautiful wedding, significant celebration of life, and meanwhile the partisans are really doing a number on some various German squads and in a number of activities. So 
Yeah. And that reminded me, I thought, I took a note that um, uh, Godfather, they're doing the baptism in one of those Godfather films. Mm. And the, was it Al Pacino or? Uh, yeah, probably. Whoever. He was He was at the baptism. It was intercutting scenes of his people going out and murdering alt, uh, enemy gang members. Yeah. Cutting back and forth between those scenes. And that was similar to that. It reminded me, I thought the, it was a beautiful scene of the wedding part. With the yeah. snow coming down. Now, Laura had yeah. watched this with me, and I, I made two notes on her, which her. She, It was one scene when they visited a farm, they saw the body of the Russian, and it had Jew lover written on it. Yes. Right? And that and Laura was actually verbally was like, oh, you know, <laughs> one of those things. And then and she was really um, sad. They all had to eat that thin soup when they were out. In the, yeah. I mean, and I don't think she was as familiar with these topics. And with war films and how hard, the hardship, so it really did hit her. It really portrayed that. Yeah, that she she got that yeah. from the film. Did very well, and obviously it, it was tough for them to get food. They had to scavenge and steal and whatever they could, but most of the time they were pretty hungry. And after the as they go through the first winter, and you know this is Russian winter. We all know what that's like. It's almost as bad as a Chicago winter. <laughs> and uh, Portuvia has to. Uh, kill his horse in order to feed the people oh yeah which was kind of a rough scene i mean they didn't really they didn't show it but and people were very happy to have the meat but you really get a sense of just how hungry and how dire things were yeah and and then as the group grows we're getting up to that part of the film the Mm -hmm. uh, people with differing attitudes are starting to be in the group and there's yes. those little rebels that are starting up, like those three guys or something, contradicting what two of you wants to do within it. They're right. kind of facing a mutiny. Yes. Yeah. And, and which is which I think was very interesting because there are these horrible things that bring people together, and yet still amongst those groups that are fighting a common cause, they've got their own infighting going. Yeah. So they they had that infighting going in Tuvia's group, and then Zush and with his the Russian partisans. They had their own infighting going on because Zush and, and his fellow Jews were being uh, persecuted yeah. within the group. Correct. They, they were not being treated as equal. And Zush was, was talking. He says, you know, he's wondering, what good are Jews? He's wondering about his own faith. What good are Jews? They can't fight. They can't. All they can do is die. They're not trusted by the Russians fully. Yeah, they're not Russians. All, all we can do is die. So you can see he's really losing uh, his heart. Mm-hmm. But he does put down the the mutiny with a bullet to the chest of the one guy that was Tuvia does. Leader. Yeah. Yes. yes. Which which I thought was was great. But then like there's not enough bad things going on. There's a typhus outbreak uh, amongst. The, oh yes. The refugees of, or amongst the Belsky Otriad, which is what prompts uh, Tuvia to go to the partisans and say, hey, I need some medicine. Oh, to get the medicine, right. right. And uh, the partisans are not too eager to help part with their medicine, yeah. but, but they say, uh, you know, there's this police station with a transmitter that we would like to knock out. And if you want to go there, they probably have medicine there, go there and knock out that station. And you can have whatever medicine is there. So Tuvia and his brother, Zush, and a few others 
go there to attack the transmitter. Tuvia is too sick to actually participate, so his brother and a, and a few others go in. And quite a quite a good, uh, well edited, I thought, battle scene there, with Tuvia in in the truck, his brother. Just the way they did the editing was that was was very different. I noticed you, it wasn't. It was very choppy, but you could see that they were being very successful <laughs> killing these Russian soldiers or I, they weren't Russian soldiers. No, no. They were the local police. Yeah. 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 And I'm not remembering that one as much. I did make a note they, about the, some of the battles. They, they had the first ambush on the Germans, uh, the motorcycle, and then the Kubelwagen comes up. What's a Kubelwagen? It's like, um, then a sausage, like the Volkswagen. Oh, little uh, oh, car yes. Oh, yes. with the German leaders in it. And then the half-track comes with the spotlight. Right. Okay, and that, that scene showed their inexperience. Yeah, that was one of their first battles, and I noticed that too because, uh, yeah, the first guy comes along on a motorcycle, and they take him out, yeah. and they're feeling kind of good. And then comes the... Then comes the car <laughs> with the, the, the armored car with scouts. about five guys, four guys in it. Yeah. And they take them out, and they're feeling pretty good. Then the half-track rolls up, <laughs> and they're like... Oh, we're not cut out this for this. Is, yeah, this, this is, is too be much. Like a little more difficult yeah. than we thought. Yeah, yeah, that was well done, well portrayed. But they do manage uh, to to. Did they get the medicine? I don't. They got all the medicine. Came back. Yeah, Zush got all the medicine. Came back. He was hurt. He had been shot, but they it it was enough medicine to help them get through the winter. But while Tuvia was, uh, then Tuvia got typhus. And he was actually kind of out of it for a while. Yeah. And Is that when the mutiny was kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of discipline also? started brewing, right. And there were, you know, there was a scene in the food line where this, this one rebel amongst the Belskis was sort of trying to assert his own he wanted leadership. Mo- more of his own share or something. Or he was yes. de- debating why are we doing it this way. Yeah. yeah. Why are we sharing all this food? Why does everybody get the same share when us, when we're going out and risking our lives on these food missions while these other people are just repairing shoes and Yeah, hanging around stuff in the like forest. That. Yeah. And um, he'd actually been working on unrest for a while throughout the film. And so this this kind of brought it to a head, though. And Tuvia reacted pretty well, I thought. What did he do? Shot him in the chest. Yeah, shot him. Yeah. That was the end of that argument. That took care of that. Yeah. I think it put him back firmly on top. People respected him for making that. You know, and here he had been very reluctant to use force. Correct. This was like his moment of, you know, character had to make the decision that this was necessary. Yeah. Yeah, and then they find the German with the plans to surround the camp. Yes. Coming up with the next big big deal. Yeah. And the Russians took off because they didn't want to face it. And the and then the Jews were trying to take off, right? And this starts the big chase into the swamp thing. Right. Yeah, which reminded me of Lord of the Rings for some reason as they as they approach the swamp. Really? Yeah. I was thinking of Frodo and Gollum? Sam and Gollum. Gollum. Going through the swamps, going leading up to Mordor. So yeah, they run they they go through the swamps. Everyone was getting all defeated, and the younger brother came up and inspired them all. Come on, we can push through this. Yeah. Let's go. 
So they carried their sick and the, the elderly through the swamp, and they finally made it to the other side and a kind of a nice uh, hillside in the sun. And they were falling, resting. Because it was spring now. And yeah. They were feeling like they had made it, like they had reached Yes. Kind of like they had reached a promised land. Like, oh, we finally came out of our 40 years in the, of in the suffering. And... Yeah. Now we can relax. But no sooner did they start relaxing when... They are set upon by Germans, soldiers, and a tank. And a tank. A nice Panzer three. Was it a three? Yes. Yes. <laughs> did you look that up or yes, did you I notice did. that? No, I knew. Oh, I knew that, Dave. <laughs> Actually, I knew it was a Swiss tank that was uh, was rebuilt as a Panzer. No, I don't know. It's a Panzer three. It yeah. looked like they were going to be lost and losing, and then who comes to the s- to rescue? Zush had uh, took his guys, decided to leave the partisans earlier. Yeah, they split. Yeah, they split, and he showed up just in the nick of time and saved the group from this. They killed all the Germans and destroyed the tank. Yeah, so I like to make notes about battle scenes for our friends who like war games and like to see battle scenes. Uh, it looks like I wrote here, if you call three Stukas bombing civilians a battle, there yeah, was that. There was that. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't call three Stukas bombing civilians a battle. Uh, the final one was really nice. That one must have been the one with the tank and the yes. soldiers. I added that. It was nice. That what so, you wrote? Not a well, a nice battle. <laughs> as far as if you want to watch a battle, yeah. yeah, yes. If you play war games and you want to see, see how a that tank, is. you want to see a tank shooting things, well, right? Things like people, which, yeah, which is not a reason to see this film. No. So, <laughs> so this is not the film for the war film. This is the. This is a story this, about survival. Yeah, this is mostly a story about survival. Yeah, and then there's these other parts to it. Yeah, I had a note it was about class struggle too, but I don't remember why I wrote that down. Well, there were there was, rich. Yeah, there were rich Jews, rich and intellectual, and city Jews oh. who who had joined this group, uh, this Belsky group, which yeah. was originally just the farmers, and there was some conflict yeah. there i did notice things that i like in a little column i made yeah. here i like the two intellectuals always interspersed having discussions yes philosophical discussions yeah the old man and the younger intellectual yeah, yeah. were they talking like economics probably religion yeah, talking about stuff. descartes and spinoza and <laughs> but i like that a lot stuff. yeah and the wedding in the forest and the snow yeah with that intercutting like godfather i like that part a lot um the ending that said what happened to them Yes. Was that tacked on? At the- yeah, that was a little of verbiage there, because after they had won this one battle, it talked about how they lived on in the... They managed to evade capture and lived on in the forest for two more years. Oh, okay. So for three years total, which is pretty remarkable. And as, as many as 1,200 uh, people joined the group, which is amazing. And by... And then it talked about how their descendants now number in the many thousands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Belskis uh, actually uh, have a, a worksheet from the uh, Illinois Holocaust Museum. Uh, Packet, my coworker, and I went to a weekend seminar, seminar training. It was during the school day. We went uh, for all-day training and teaching the Holocaust. And in the... 
one thing I one thing I taught not as well was like resistance, mm-hmm. which they have as a key component of when you study it because the kids are always saying, "Why wouldn't they just fight back?" I'm like, "Oh well, some did, you know." Or I'd say, "Well, you know, you can't charge if you charge the guard, someone's going to get shot." Right. Then you lose hope. Then you uh, just want to survive. And yeah. Then you're hoping someone else will get it, not you. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to not fight back, but people did. And so they have a whole set of worksheets that are called resistance. And one is like resistance in the ghetto, smuggling in food, uh, hiding weapons, all that stuff. The rebellion, mm-hmm. the up- Warsaw Uprising, yes. uh, ghetto. Up- the One is the Belskis. Oh, really? Yep, and it talks about them in, in the woods, and then I put up some pictures and say, yeah, see, some did fight. You know? Yeah. Some formed partisan bands, and um, so it's not as just like everyone went into these camps, you know. Right. Kind of thing. So that's where the, I first really heard about the Belsky brothers, is they're in that worksheet. That's a, that's yeah, and then it, it, as it turns out, the younger brother joined the Russian army and died six months later, was killed in action six months later. And the two older brothers... Um, immigrated to the United, United States, States eventually, right? Opened a trucking company and they worked together. And uh, the older one died in 1989, I think. Which is again, this is that's how this project kind of came up. Is the director saw the obituary. So, all in all, I thought it was a it was a good film. A good film. You know, I don't think uh-huh. it was an artistic film. I think. It was. It wasn't an action film. It was a story film. It was telling this historical story. Though I understand it wasn't really very accurate as far as that goes. Yeah, I you did know. not look that up to to verify yeah. a lot about the Bielskis. Um I mean, this was more of a portrayal of the spirit of what they did and what they went through. Yeah, and not necessarily didn't necessarily follow any chronological order or other things. That he was more concerned in in just the uh, telling the story about these people in an interesting way. Which I think is valid. Though I go back and forth on that. I think if it's, you know, are you telling me it's a history, but then you're... But it's not but quite. But it's not quite a history. I get, I get stubborn about that. I think you're, you seem to be a little more liberal with that. You don't have a problem with that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't treat them as documentaries. Yeah. So, but no, I would like them to be more accurate. Yeah. Actually, yeah, now that you're saying You know, if there's a way to do it. And we'll see that as we, when we do our next book, which is going to be, if we can say it now. We can. Preview. In in the Heart of the Sea is the book and the the movie made for it, which is a Ron Howard movie. Um, We'll see a lot of divergence there between the book and the movie. Okay, because you already saw the film. Yeah. And I just read the book. Yeah. So. Or the book is a very historical. Yeah. And the movie has some liberties. Some liberties. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the film, I'd, yeah, I'd give it a B. It's not an A film. Yeah. But it's worth seeing. Worth, I think worth it's worth seeing. Yeah. And Laura liked it more because it was a human interest story. Yes. More with the characters and the wedding and that kind of living and struggle and stuff. I did make some quotes. I like to try to do that for each film. Mm hmm. If we should di- if we should die trying to live, then at least we die like human beings. Yeah. Very uh, admirable. Uh, another one. Our only weapon is time. If I can buy more time, we will win. 
said by a Jewish council member. Mm, okay, yeah. There was some discussion about that when they were when Tuvia was trying to get uh, the elder in the ghetto to let the people come with him because the, the elder was saying, what if you go out and die? I mean, what, aren't we better off here? Aren't oh, we better yeah. off here? Because yeah. we, have, we have shelter here. And, uh, but Tuvia said, you know, if you come out, you're probably going to die if you come with me, but you might live a year. And that's more than you'll get here. Yeah. And then I have my what's up with that. Okay. Which isn't as crazy, I thought, as that first film we did. The Sam Peckinpah World War II movie. Oh, yeah, right. The uh, Cross of Iron. <laughs> there was, there a, was lot a lot of... of what's up with that. <laughs> yeah. I just I thought the snow floated a bit too much. It floated up a little. Yeah. Did you, it seemed like magical snow, which it did. was nice and magical, but it, again, it wasn't, um, you know, the elves and, and Elrond in the forest. You right. Know. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> the, that, too. The snow looked a little... Floaty, floaty. Awfully floaty. Yeah. And then I... When they make it through the swamp, it looks to me like they came out of a river. Yeah. Onto the dry land? Yes. Now, did they? Did I miss something? Or I think... What's up with that? When, yeah. Wouldn't, the, wouldn't <laughs> they come out of a swamp a edge? Or yeah. maybe the swamp fed into a river? I had did a, I miss that? Or? There were a couple of problems. I didn't write it down where I had problems with the editing. And I thought, they're, they're cutting back and forth too much, and I can't... It's not that I can't follow it. I just felt it was needlessly jumbled up. Like okay. they thought, oh, this scene's going on too long. Let's cut it up and intersperse it with another scene. Oh, as, and yeah. then I was like, yeah. but that I thought too. Yeah, first they're in the swamp, and now they're walking out of the river, and I, I didn't really. Get okay, that. And so when it they, wasn't just me. When they looked out as they were entering the swamp, it looked like it went on for a hundred miles. Yeah, I I have no idea yeah. how long they were actually in the swamp. But and I just asked small a, thing. Asked a question. I don't think this is really a what's up with that, but would it have been a better film if it showed the characters before? The military takeover, like in their normal life, the brothers, here they are, happy boys together. I don't know if that would have helped the film, rather than picking up right away with, you know, the cities, the towns taking over and they're freeing this kid in the house and then running into the woods. I I don't know, just a thought. They may have done that and it ended up on the editing room floor. The the movie was two hours and 15 minutes, which is is pretty lengthy. I, I guess it's... Uh, that's pretty common these days, but um, they probably thought, yeah, we can do without that. But all in all, yeah, that was a good good movie, good choice. Yep, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. And Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you have a movie and book pairing that you would like to see us do, write us. Write us. Do we, have, do we have our contact information on the website? It's on the website. Okay. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye bye. See you next time. Spine and sprocket.